Today's episode is brought to you by Choose901. They believe now is the time and Memphis is the place to invest and enjoy your life. Check out Choose901.com slash OAM and subscribe to the free Choose901 newsletter and stay up to date with all the great things going on in the 901. Stay tuned to learn more about Choose901. TheOAMnetwork.com Power to the podcast. Uh, I have one question to ask you. All right. And uh, we've got one about answer your, about your couch surfing. Mm. If you were st- like, imagine you're staying in your own house. So you're. Wow. What a thought. <laughs> you're, you're, you're couch surfing with yourselves. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Oh. I like where this is oh. going. Mm. What is, what review do you think you would give and what negative thing do you think you would say? Oh, oh that's so good. <laughs> about, about ourselves or each other? Well, I I'm going <laughs> oh <God. laughs> to say about your, about yourselves. Oh, ourselves, ourselves. Like, Carl, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I would have complaints about the cleanliness of the space, to be fair. I would um, have complaints about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Because, like, you know, we've never had a bad review. Welcome to Dr. Heckle, the science communication podcast that's sorry, Miss Jackson. Oh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. On today's episode, a new blood test for certain cancers, the genomics of Lonesome George, and how vegans are killing bats. Welcome to Dr. Heckle, the science communication podcast that has been dissolved one less time than the Trump Foundation. (laughs) With me on the show today with a degree in political science from University of Miami, host of Surf Memphis podcast, Carly Bensavenga. Hey. And with a bachelor's in communications from University of Central Arkansas, host of Surf Memphis podcast, Christy Feli, both Uh, recent graduates of Tech 901. Yeah, we, we did it. We did it today, literally just like an hour ago. I got my certificate and everything. Carly. Walked across the stage. It was a beautiful moment. Would you graduate in? I got a certificate in IT fundamentals, so I can fix everyone's computers now. And what did you get? Well, once that computer starts working, if you want a program, I can code it for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you really robbed me of the opportunity to say that I'm eating soup, and I would just like to tell everyone that I'm eating soup. (laughs) (laughs) With a Bachelor's of Communications, a certificate from Tech 901, and eating soup, it is... (laughs) Christine (laughs) And of course, my co-host here with the actual PhD, Mr. Niraj Trevetti. Hello. So, uh, how's it been going? Usually we have a comedian on, but you two can both uh, make up for that very easily. You're, you're funny enough. To, we got, we we got the yucks. We don't need we a can comedian you for today. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're, you're, you're not even saying that we're all best friends. Really, Mark? I was keeping a keeping an keeping element it a of secret? Pro- professionalism. Oh, professionalism. We can like just let it out at the end. I only, like t- I only talk to Mark when it's when a mic is in front of my face. <laughs> and I is refuse that why to do any- it? Yeah. It's, oh, <laughs> yes, that's true. Hey. <laughs> so, what's been going on with you guys and your podcast? As if I don't know, but okay, what's well, been going well, on? Mark the stranger. We've won two awards. And yours is only one one. That's true. <laughs> and that's all we came here to say. Good night. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. I don't know. <laughs> and, and what awards were these? They were from the Memphis Flyer and the Commercial Appeal. And I think both times we won 
second best podcast. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's one better than the one time I won third best podcast. <laughs> but we, we did get to go to the party together. And honestly, that's what made it worth it all, baby, for me was all the white claws and the barbecue that we ate on Mud Island. It was a it was a pretty sick. I didn't eat any barbecue, but it was a sick party. <laughs> For those listening, if you can somehow worm your way into a Memphis best of Memphis Flyer best of category, whatever it is, do you have a talent in? It's worth it for the party. <laughs> <laughs> Even like make up a category just for yourself, exactly. so that you can go. It was incredible. There was just like every restaurant in Memphis was just handing out free food. There's pizza, barbecue, what? free alcohol all night. Oh yeah, free. It was al- amazing. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> One of my uh my friends from work uh was bartending and uh now I think I have to get in there every year because he bartends it every year just so I Is can... he that good of a bartender? No, no, he uh <laughs> or is he popping just opening cans for people? Well all of the best bartenders in Memphis are at the actual party. Oh, that's true. So they that's have to hire like <laughs> the low tier bartenders. <laughs> yeah. Wherever you get a beer from, it's gonna be if you ask them to make you a cocktail, they'll be like, You want coffee and uh <laughs> And uh, I don't know, champagne? It's like, no, that's not a cocktail. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. So uh, I have a little piece of science here today oh. uh, for the first section. Mm. Do you? Yeah. Is um, that not a part of the other sections? It's part of all the sections. Oh. <laughs> uh, but today, specifically is for this. But today, yeah. um, <laughs> do you think you could name, you would, uh, if you were asked to name a creature that you would, what would you come up with if you there was a new animal and they were asking for a name? Would you would you have to see it in front of you? No, I just tell them to uh, splutin. Splutin. <laughs> the name of my made up animal. And if you were to name a made up animal, what would you what would you have as your front runner? <laughs> Carpet muncher. <laughs> oh my oh god, that's called an anteater. <laughs> That's just the first thing that popped into my head. I'm so sorry. That, <laughs> we'll dissect the, the, yeah. the what happened there we'll on our show. But yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's a newly discovered blind and burrowing amphibian where the name was basically auctioned off. Oh, and oh uh, god, off the internet or it was. Uh, I think it was. You know, a. You pay money, basically. You, you pay money for the right to name. So this, this isn't creature. like the the Bodie McBoatface of amphibians. You guys know what I'm talking about, Bodie yes. McBoatface. It, I was going to say, like, if you want to name something funny, ask a Brit. It, it kind <laughs> of ask a Brit because it's good. What was? Would you guys Bodie. call fucking alphabet soup? Alphabetty spaghetti. <laughs> now, yeah. to be fair, that's Heinz that calls it that. Yeah, actually, the company calls it that. <laughs> that's Wait, your company pens- in Britain calls Alphabet Soup. No, it's Al- your company. It's, it's in my Pennsylvania. Company. It's an American company. <laughs> I don't own this company. I did. I was not part of this decision. <laughs> Christy Feliz, Alphabet Spaghetti. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> this, uh, that's how we shall refer Would to rather it. die. So, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so this is a blind creature that buries its head in the sand. Ooh. A burrowing amphibian. And it has now been officially named Dermaphis... Donald Trumpy. <laughs> no way. And not Helen Frog Keller. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Could bleep that one out. <laughs> We're not bleeping that out. It's a joke. So the name was chosen by the boss of EnviroBuild, which is a sustainable bu- uh, building materials company. And they paid $25,000 for the right to name it that. But why? 
So because it's a blind rodent that buries its head in the sand. <laughs> Wait, is it a rodent or an amphibian? It's, it's an amphibian, amphibian that, amphibian that, uh, that buries its head in the sand. Right. And uh, Aren't there a... Okay, I'm just going to say, don't you think there are a lot of those? Yeah, there are a lot, but this particular one... This, this specific that, one. That has been newly discovered. Okay. It's not the only... What was the name of it, of it again? Uh, <laughs> say it again. Dermphis... Donald Trumpy. It's like got an I on the end. Donald Trumpy. But, 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 but why? Is it because of the but, but, insinuation but, 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 that Donald why, Trump sir? is blind towards everything and also buries his head in the, head in the sand on issues? I I, that's, I, yeah, we should like ring about. At least according to the boss of EnviroBuild. Is it ugly or is it orange? It's It looks like a kind of wormy thing. All right, I agree with this. Next. What's the next segment? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not the only animal. I think it's unfair that he's getting animals named after him. I think so, too. Oh, he I doesn't deserve that. Uh, it was definitely done in like an ironic sense. Ob- obviously, yeah, it's, it's done in an I- ironic sense, but still, that's in the public record. Forever. Yeah, are you able to change a name once you already name an animal species, or is it just Do we have an forever? Obama llama? Or... Obama llama. <laughs> <laughs> Should. Or a Clinton... Got a mm. joke for that one. <laughs> <laughs> got ahead of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I got excited. <laughs> a, bit, a bit a premature. This is why Mark says has to specify every time that we don't come on that we're not comedians. <laughs> <laughs> but we got jokes. No, I got yucks. There is there is a, a yellow crowned moth that was called Neopalpa Donald Trumpy in twenty seventeen. Wait, he so has two species named after but him. But it's, it's both yeah, Donald Trumpy every yeah. time. Yeah. Mm. What's the deal with the moth? The deal with the moth, uh, it's just, uh, it's got yellow yellow markings on it. And so... Is it attracted to, attracted to offshore objects. accounts or something? <laughs> like, what is the connection there? I don't think that... It's I, attracted to treason. Just mm. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I can tell you, the, the newly discovered creature, the, um, the, the worm, wormy amphibian, uh, the reason it was auctioned off was to raise money for the Rainforest Trust. So, I guess it was done... In jest and for a good cause. And ironically, because they're trying to save the rainforest and he's trying to kill them. So. <laughs> well, at this point, it's <laughs> also true. At this point, any animal you name, it's not really, you're not really getting anything back. It's not like the opportunity to name a horse <laughs> or like the cow. You know, this isn't going to be a part of like children's flip books or like the, the horrible speak and spell that goes. <laughs> mur, mur, mur. No, but it's it's going to be in. It's not going to be like Donald Trump. It's going to be in a textbook. It's going to be in textbooks and it'll be forever. Let OM help you get the word out on your service, product, or endeavor. Email info at theoamnetwork.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Choose 901. Now is the time, Memphis is the place. Choose 901 is a movement of passionate Memphians who want to invest and enjoy their lives in the Bluff City. These are the people who know and believe that Memphis isn't becoming a good city, but already is a great city. A real city with problems that need to be solved. A growing city with opportunities to be seized. A fun city with so much to enjoy. If you're new to Memphis or just want to become more involved with the Memphis community, Choose901.com is the perfect place to get connected. Check out their Jobs of the Week section, list of local volunteer programs, internships, and residencies. Experience the city through the eyes of new Memphians with year one and so much more. Go to choose901.com slash OAM today and subscribe to the free Choose 901 newsletter. Choose901.com. Now is the time. Memphis is the place. 
Welcome back to Dr. Heckle. We move on to our news item of the week. Today's article comes from Liberal Paper from the UK, The Guardian, mm. and is titled Your favorite. Scientists Develop 10 Minute Universal Cancer Test. Inexpensive Procedure Shows Whether Patient Has Cancerous Cells in the Body. Okay, well, this, this is usually the segment where you bring out the bullshit articles so i gotta as ask, fans of dr heckle as, we as know a, how this works as, as third time guests <laughs> on this podcast what's wrong okay 10 minutes to know if you have cancer or not yeah cancerous cells in the body right well okay first of all anytime you have any lab work done whether it's your blood or your poop it takes way even a strep test I've had to do like four times and it takes 25 fucking minutes. So I doubt that you can test for cancer in 10 minutes. But I guess like some, isn't some of that like the moving of the specimens to different parts of the lab? Like maybe the test itself takes a couple of minutes. I don't know. Maybe the people that work in labs should tell me why it takes so long. Because <laughs> yeah. I am but a humble civilian. If only we had some. <laughs> people who work in labs. Yeah. I, I've never met one actually. Yeah. The rare breed. <laughs> I have someone that says they work in a lab every day, but his text message frequency was disputed. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> uh, Leave it in. <laughs> so, uh, the principle of this is that um, someone with cancer will, will secrete DNA into their bloodstream from those cancerous cells, just like they will secrete the DNA into their bloodstream from the normal cells. We covered that in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh and so what this is basically is a uh, very sensitive detection system. They use like gold nanoparticles and it um, relies on the difference between uh, cells, uh, between the methylation status of tumor DNA that is circulating versus normal DNA. The tumor DNA will have very, very concentrated areas of methylation, uh, whereas it will be a bit more spread out on the um, normal DNA. But if we ask the DNA if it's cancerous, doesn't it legally have to tell us that it's cancerous? <laughs> it has no choice in this scenario because um, oh. in in the particular solution containing gold nanoparticles, uh, they stick in a certain way on the uh, normal DNA so that, they, so that it aggregates, but it doesn't aggregate with the... Uh, with the tumor, uh, the cancerous DNA, and it's actually uh, goes into solution. So you can look at the color change in the solution. Uh, one of them goes to pink, one of them doesn't go to pink, and uh, use the color change to figure out if there is uh, cancerous DNA in but that in that um, test. Ten minutes, though. Like, it's, I mean, I believe I believe ten minutes, but I'm suspicious because this is the part where I'm supposed to refute your your claim. So, so uh, you were you're right to be looking for a way to refute it, but ten, <laughs> ten minutes is not the uh, is not the point to be refuting on the. It's the fact it's actually that, blue instead of pink. I was going to oh, say oh. why? Yeah, <laughs> why pink? So <laughs> the, wait, the basis is that like it a piece of DNA can be detected that is. That is from a cancerous cell. Yes, and that is—is is that the point to refute? That's not the point to refute. Yes. The, the point it's is the, the Guardian didn't write it; it was supposed to be. Well, it's the universal. Uh, so it says it's a universal uh, test, is what the news article says. So anybody so could just any throw cancer. this t- cancer test and find any cancer. That's right. right. That's what they're claiming. Which there's so that's many. Where the yeah, Achilles' heel is. 
So uh, there are a bunch of different uh, types of cancer that secrete a lot of this tumor DNA. Right. Uh, so like breast cancer or colon cancer. But uh, as... Colon. I know. We looked at each other. We looked at... <laughs> Continue. Colon cancer. But it sounds from, like a nefarious company, colon. But brain tumors are <laughs> going to... Brain tumors are often going to secrete far less DNA into the, um, into the blood circulation. From the from the cancerous cells, mm. so uh, there's a whole bu- there's a bunch of tumors that will give a profile that m- means that you would probably be able to detect it, and that was what they were working with. In this case, they were working with a load of different uh, breast cancer cell lines, plasma uh, samples, uh, colon cancer um, cell lines, and you know, plasma samples. Uh, but by no way you can claim it is universal, and I don't think that that's what the scientific group who published the paper in Nature Communications, was uh, saying what this is just what the news article has inferred because, in theory, any cancer that secretes a high enough amount of this uh, DNA will be detectable. Mm. Uh, and they showed a high threshold for detectability. So less than one, when less than 1% of the DNA in the bloodstream is of this uh, cancerous origin, then they can detect it. Interesting. With uh, up to 90% accuracy. Okay. I don't know what I'm supposed to say besides okay. <laughs> so it's it's just it's wrong. It's 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 it, wrong. It's and r- fuck it, them for It's wrong to say it's, make it right. it's wrong in the way that they wrote the headline. It's, it's wrong in the way that a scientist would be upset about this. But me as a layperson, <laughs> I just go, "Okay." Well, 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 as a layperson, uh if you would if you're basically you read all these articles saying that like the as I do in my spare time the panacea or the universal you might hear in your day to day life the universal cure or Mm -hmm. a test for cancer is around the corner and you're like oh they always say it's around the corner always say it's around the corner Mm. in this case uh, it looks like for some um, for some of these tumours that will generate a lot of this uh, cell free DNA this is a big breakthrough for uh, being able to detect it in a blood test you would do it it would be inexpensive so it would be cheap to do Mm. you could test for these uh how do these they... different tumors and then hopefully if something came up positive from just a simple blood sh- test then you would go and do the more invasive uh screens to figure out where and how big and how far along the tumor was or whether it was there at all in case you got a false positive i'm i understand <laughs> so it's a step in the right direction but it's not like the be all end all of cancer testing that's it's not the be all and end all correct Got it. And so for that reason, we dub the Guardian fake news. Okay. <laughs> Help us keep the lights on. Go to the oamnetwork.com slash donate. Welcome back to our final section where we take a journal article, explain it to our best friends, and then... Oh, stop. Naraj, you're part of it too. And then have oh. them <laughs> digest that juicy information and explain it right back. I'm digesting the soup still. <laughs> Today's article comes from the journal Nature, Ecology and Evolution from the University of Oviedo in Spain. The first author is Victor Quesada. The anchor author is Carlos Lopez Otin. And the title of the article is Giant tortoise genomes provide insights into longevity and age-related disease. I believe it. Why don't we even got to talk about it? That sounds right. What, well, what do you think? What do you think? 
the, the article's about based on its title, if you believe it. Um, that Teenage Mutant Turtles are real. They're not teenagers. Sorry, Grandpa <laughs> Mutant Turtles are real. Okay. And they wear really nice sweaters. <laughs> but I do think that tortoises live for a long ass time. There's a corgi in a sweater running through you guys' legs <gasps> outside. Right when I said the word sweater, <laughs> did it happen? <laughs> I mean, it was just enchanting. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I think probably, well, don't tortoises live for like, That's I mean, I know sea turtles I, live yes. for like a, oh, okay. So as, as you were distracted by a corgi, I said, because tortoises live for like a long ass time. So it makes sense that they would use them to describe long. I don't know what they're talking about the longevity of though. Repeat yeah. it again. We won't even go into the article. Let's just glean, <laughs> glean it from the title, like all my research papers. And giant, giant tortoise genomes provide insights into longevity and age-related disease. I believe that. Yeah, okay. But like of what? Like what are we... What, what, what are the tortoises? Re- well, what are age-related What are frogs? Do you remember uh, Lonesome George? I do not. Is that a tortoise? It was a tortoise. (laughs) It were a tortoise. The last of his kind. uh, He was a male Pinta Pinta Island tortoise. Last known individual of the species. So he was uh, known colloquially as the rarest rarest creature in the world. uh, Believed to be 102 years old before he died of natural causes. So I should remember him, but I don't. He was first observed in 1971. Became like an icon for conservation. Because everyone was like, "Here's the last one of the species. Look what, look what we've done by not conserving our habitats." It's happening again. I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, (laughs) it's happening. Oh, there he goes again. I can't see it. (laughs) Unbelievable. I see nothing. I'm sorry. Lonesome George has been replaced by handsome Corgi. Okay, uh, so he was, really, that, he was a really old tortoise that everybody was like, holy shit, this thing's old. And everybody and was like, the, you know, we should conserve animals more. Because this is the last one. You know, they tried to they tried to breed him with uh, similar tortoises mm. to try and get at least some of his genome saved. Uh, but all of those eggs. They just couldn't do it. Inviable. Yeah. Ugh. Why? Uh, not similar enough. No one can not, sim- not similar enough types of tortoises. So we think that he had a special gene. He was a special tortoise. Uh, not necessarily a special. He was he was special. Lonesome George was special, but not necessarily unique among tortoises. But they have uh, because he was the last of his kind. They made sure they collected, mm. uh, you know, materials uh, from all of Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean his they the tax uh, professional taxidermist worked on him. He's uh, displayed at the Charles Darwin or uh, Museum uh, in. On the Galapagos Islands. No way. Yeah. I'll have uh, to pay him a visit. If you ever go to the Galapagos, go have a look at Lonesome George. He's there. There's a whole exhibit based around him. And I'll be like, I podcasted about you. <laughs> <laughs> you were the key to unlocking Fist. not only longevity, but my heart. <laughs> so <laughs> they did genomic sequencing oh. yes they did of course they did some somebody it's our favorite about that. favorite uh <laughs> topic we talk about genomic sequencing in quite a lot of these things because it's some people's hobby hmm. and profession basically <laughs> they wanted to get the whole dna sequences of uh lonesome george and then they used another type of uh giant tortoise uh that was endemic to another uh 
island in the Indian Ocean and um, use those sequences to work out, um, you know, work out stuff about the different tortoise families, this specific species in, ge- species in general, and, uh, you know, figure out why species of tortoise live so long and why they're resistant to certain diseases. Mm-hmm. So for, uh, they did deep sequencing on these uh, two, type, two tortoises, just from one individual each, they were able to use this uh, mathematical analysis called pairwise sequentially Markovian coalescence. Which <laughs> oh, ba- yes. Pairwise basi- Markovian. Yeah. 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 Which, which basically, which basically, <laughs> basically, <laughs> they, uh, basically, they're looking at like the mutation rate to try and figure out from this. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say mutation? Yes. Like grandpa mutant. <laughs> They're li- they're looking- you know these are tortoises and not turtles. Tortoises. And a- oh, uh, <laughs> turtles! I said turtles. So, so I'm going to have to correct you, unfortunately, Carly. Are they all, oh. all tortoises are turtles? Whoa! Okay, uh, my why? education. A, tort- a tortoise is a type of turtle. My science education has failed me. New York State schools. <laughs> I thought you were the best. <laughs> what I understand a tortoise to be is a big boy turtle. Is that what you're saying? A big boy. We, we can call it that. Big boy. These guys are big boy turtles. Yes. Okay. So, but but okay. not all all tortoises are turtles. But, but not, not all, all turtles. turtles are tortoises. Yeah. Tortoise Tortoise No turtles are tortoises. Turtle- Zero turtles. But which ones are tortellini? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on. Not uh, all noodles are tortellini. <laughs> so so basically, but, summer, the, the, but all tortellini is noodles. <laughs> That's, <laughs> listeners at home can that's exactly it i think <laughs> uh, i'm cracking myself up um so <sighs> they did this deep sequencing on these tortoises and figured out uh that the they last shared a common ancestor about 40 uh, million years ago these two types hmm, and science has gone too far divided uh diverged from you know what you would call the human lineage about 300 million years ago uh they also figured out that Lonesome George's species have been steadily declining for the past million years. And then 90,000 years ago, it slightly upticked mm-hmm. and then disappeared. <laughs> the other species fluctuated uh, in size. Now, uh, they couldn't get great uh, statistical data to figure out, um, to figure out, uh, population sizes what the you know what the population sizes of the two types of uh, tortoises were right but they figured out the general trend uh so general trend <laughs> oh my god carly just saluted <laughs> general trend you got to and because they couldn't figure out the population sizes because the statistical power wasn't there they kind of inferred uh that for many generations, the total amount of genetic diversity was very low. You know what? Okay. Uh, what tortoises were left left were basically inbreeding, and then eventually. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but nobody from Lonesome George's species ever inbred. I love Lonesome no no. Uh, lo- sorry, uh, Lonesome no, he was George. Lo- he was Lonesome. Lonesome. <laughs> right. Lonesome George's species. Yes, there was some inbreeding. Okay, the the. The diversity was declining. Why gotcha. do we call him Lonesome George? He had no brothers or sisters. He was because he was the last, last. tortoise last for forty years. He was discovered in nineteen seventy-one, oh. and I think he became the last one. 
That has got to be crazy. He was discovered. Like, imagine just going about your business, being a grumpy old fuck, and somebody comes along and was like, you're the last of your kind. Well, <laughs> and he couldn't save them well, either. I yeah. think it was he tragic. Like, he was looking. It, <laughs> it was because, uh, there, you know, there had been other tortoises on the island, but an invest, uh, invasive species of goat was destroyed. What? Was just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say the goats were eating the tortoises? The goats were eating the habitat that... Uh, oh, yeah. You you went you went too far. <laughs> sorry, I mean, I was you heard right. goats and you were Wait like... Wait for it. Goats okay. eating <laughs> cannibalistic <laughs> giant turtles. Anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, they they then looked at other reference genomes, including soft-shell turtles and humans, and what they wanted to do was generate a profile of protein-coding genes, so the genes that are going to make the proteins. Mm. Yeah. Uh, they predicted from a primary set of data uh, around 27,000 genes from the uh, from that assembly that were protein coding. And they constructed, you know, all these protein family sets, blah, blah, blah. Um, and basically, they uh, predicted or they, they looked into this um, algorithm and looked into everything that was predicted and found lots of positive selection and gene expansions so this is like genes that are, exist in other species where there are multiple copies of them or multiple versions of them uh, in tortoises and these specific tortoises in particular and that is now leading to your next part which is about the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about the so <laughs> the special stuff longevity and disease yes that was okay. it i was like something about people the two for one punch the goats so eating the people their initial their initial analysis uh identified 43 genes of this expansion uh one of them is called tdo2 and that has been proposed to protect against age-related diseases tdo2 donald trumpy <laughs> no we can't name this after. Oh. Sorry. No, this is good stuff. We can't oh, name yeah. it. <laughs> we can name the invasive goats after it. And uh, evidence for the same kind of positive selection for several genes involved in the immune system, such as MVK and IL1R2. Ooh. Mm. Fancy. Been so, so long reading basic, about those. Basically what they'd seen is uh, stuff that was involved in proteostasis, metabolism. So proteostasis, you know, like ensuring the right levels of things are yeah. being present. I think I'm an idiot, Mark. And I think I didn't learn about that in me- third grade. Metabolism regulation <laughs> and immune response as key uh, key parts to it. So that was the this kind of like automatic analysis that they did. But they also like dug in further on uh, a set of 3,000 genes that they'd previously selected for some hypothesis-driven analysis. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite kind of analysis. And... They found 891 genes involved in immune function that had duplication, infecting uh, affecting the immunity uh, genes in giant tortoises. When Did you, you just say duplication? No response. Just got the gigs. It's just what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh no! He can't come back. (laughs) I can't come back from that. (laughs) 
It was it was meant to be a hard DU, not a hard J E W. It's the you know, duplication. As you're, as you're explaining it, you just keep going. There were this number of things, and then we broke that number of things down into this number of things, and then when we did that, there were more numbers of things. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, My eyes are starting to glaze over a little bit. <laughs> All like, right, call okay. Me let me Dunkin' bring, Donut, bring, baby. Bring I'm glazed. <laughs> Bringing in immunity. Immunity is being affected. Metabolism is being affected. Okay. Because uh, so, they found expansions in this manual analysis in, uh, with more things broken more, down. More things broken down. This is the whole. This is the whole paper. Um, I think I understand it. <laughs> and then uh, also, also genes involved with DNA repair factors. So DNA damage response, you know, ah. repairing the broken DNA. So you're basically saying that, like, uh, Lonesome George had Terminator genes in him. Uh, they also found that a bunch of tumor suppressor genes had been... Ooh. This is what, this is how you found this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tumor suppressor genes, uh, including duplications in SMAD4, mm-hmm. NF2, that one that you've always talked about. Yeah. And uh, I say a lot. NF2 is all for you. And this is uh, and this is quite interesting because tumors are believed to be very rare in turtles, which is surprising. Well, what's the thing on the back? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's a house. <laughs> Shell house. A hiding cave. It's <laughs> surprising for a large and long-lived animal. And similar uh. things have been found in elephants. You know where they have uh, huge numbers of copies of this tumor suppressor po- protein P53. Uh, so finally they looked at genes involved in aging modulation and uh, they found three candidate factors that are related to the maintenance of genome integrity a primary hallmark of aging Christy and uh, (laughs) I feel like we're in school and he's like Christy (laughs) you can tell I was looking right at him but not listening (laughs) there's just so many parts of this (laughs) And uh, <laughs> they they uh, they tested uh, three uh, three of these factors, or uh, they tested these factors that they identified uh, in a human derived cell line, and uh, then exposed it to ultraviolet light uh, or a sublethal dosage of hydrogen uh, peroxide. Okay, and showed reduced signs of DNA damage in that human cell line when they overexpressed these genes they found in the tortoises. So, uh, Ooh, that's super fucking cool. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this is becoming recursion to me. What are you saying? <laughs> so so they, they, they had these candidate factors, NIL1, RMI2, that they uh, looked at by putting them into this human-derived cell line and then damaging the cells, basically. Oh, but if it had the tortoise thing in the line, it was... It was a bit was yeah, Gucci. Had reduced signs of DNA damage. <laughs> uh, and they looked at, uh, they showed some other alterations, duplications in uh, a gene that could affect telomere maintenance, the bits at the end of your DNA that uh, get shorter every time you, uh, every, every time your cells divide. So if it could be maintained better, that could, you know, in theory, uh, cause you to. Go, undergo more replications before your cells would not be able to divide anymore. Oh, damn. So, poor Lonesome George, the last representative of his, spe- his species. R.I.P. He's left Dicks a- out. <laughs> Dicks <laughs> out for Lonesome George. <laughs> He's left a legacy 
Christy. Yeah. Okay. So it <laughs> takes out even more. Tits sad. out for Lonesome t- George is what it really respect. should be. A story written in his genome. Uh, so, because he's left such a legacy, would you do him the honor, not of what you just said, oh. but mm. of explaining <laughs> this study back to your handsome host right here? I don't know. Okay, Naraj. So, <laughs> yeah, Naraj. So, Naraj. Uh, this is what I heard: is uh, once upon a time there was a tortoise, and he was an old, an old boy. He was old, <laughs> and he long di- boy. The one would almost call him lonely. He there was no such thing as uh, Tinder or Bumble back in these days, and he was a lonely, lonely tortoise, and uh, the last of his kind, like the last dinosaur. I feel he did use Tinder and Bumble, but because there was no other. <laughs> he, kept swiping, he, never, he kept swiping and just nothing. Ne- it was just goats. He, never and he was like, match. what the fuck? These things are eating my house every day. <laughs> uh, or eating my food. I think there. you're on point so far. Yeah. yeah. So there was this really old fucking tortoise and they were like, holy shit, this thing is super fucking old. Uh, when it dies, we should take it apart and use it for science. So That's they amazing. did that, if and we <laughs> should then, disassemble this tortoise and then they were like, Holy <laughs> use its spare shit. parts. Inside the things, there are more things, and when you break that down, there are more things and smaller parts, and even smaller of those. And when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, he was really fucking old, and bits of him that are super old turns out clue us in why he lived so long. And when we put him with human cells, turns out uh, he was more immune to things. He was. He had great proteostasis. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? To the untrained eye, it seemed like you weren't paying attention through the whole thing, but you've nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> right? you got it. So yeah, the, the with the immunity specifically, it seems like uh, factors in uh, affecting innate immunity rather than the adaptive immune response are much yeah. stronger in tortoises. They were like, "Holy shit!" The things that make up living animals can contribute to other living animals and make them longer and older. More lonesome. Make them longer and older. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll all just live longer and be lonelier. What was was your take on it, Carly? Every every girl's dream. Essentially that. Every girl. Ooh, did you hear what he just said? Every girl's dream. To longer. To longer? To longer? To be longer and older. (laughs) I'm just just a girl looking for an old dick. (laughs) The older, the better. And that brings us to the end of the show. We didn't didn't see if Carly understood it. Yeah, you just... I I think she understood it more when you you were talking. Took the words right. It was this long, big old fucking tortoise. Now we understand why I was so old. (laughs) What I'm saying, old tortoise helped to discover longevity and they were able to put some of his stuff into things to test and figure out that there are ways to have immunity. The life Legos that made up this turtle. Yeah. Turtle. This turtle. <laughs> we we duplicated the turtle. Can be used in Lego sets for humans. Uh, and that brings us to the end of the show. <laughs> so full disclaimer, we did go drinking before this episode. <laughs> I did not. I had the most. <laughs> and the most soup. <laughs> Which I have finished now. I have maintained a, deco- a fine decorum this whole time. Oh. But now it's it's... It's time to see if is there anything you can still in your drunk drunk mind? Can you? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, me, my wasted you, self. If you and your wasted self, full of soup. Can you please? The baby is cold outside. Please tell me a fact of some kind of of any kind. All right, Carly, go first. I'll think. So in giraffes, a male giraffe drinks the urine of the female to determine if she's fertile before he decides if he wants to. 
That's not Get just, it on with her. That's not just giraffes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Got news for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a typical Saturday is, night. Is that why that's they call a, you long Honey, neck. that's every night of the week. <laughs> Who would you say? <laughs> okay, and... Agave is worse for the environment than if you eat motherfucking honey. And it's like a huge thing <laughs> for vegans right now to be like, oh, I don't want to eat honey because it was made by an animal. It's an animal product and the bees... They need that honey, but they don't understand that agave actually like the production of it, like kills the necessary things for bees to pollinate. Oh, no. Yeah. So like it's actually like killing the bee population if you eat agave and they don't understand that when people take care of the bees, they make sure to like remove the excess honey because apparently if you let bees just do their thing. They'll fill up. They'll fill up their whole house with honey. <laughs> they'll be like shit, and then they don't. They we don't have room. Lot. No, seriously, they don't have room to lay eggs because they're like, oh, there's all this fucking honey everywhere. And like, part of beekeeping Why? is that Why you get rid of it, this and then that actually helps sustain their life and actually keep production up and stuff. So, um, big of a big. That's agave. good. Yeah, <laughs> suck uh, it, vegans. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, hold on. Oh, sorry, it's agave kills mexican long-nosed bats oh it doesn't kill the bees they feed off the nectar and pollinate the plants and eat the agave um. yeah also it's 90 percent fructose which is just a fact. <laughs> Not an opinion. Well, uh, <laughs> See, I had an opinion. You, like, you were asked Scroll through fact. my meme folders. Uh, thanks to my guest, wik- wikipedia.com. <laughs> it's, it's called screenshot from tumblr.com. <laughs> Even better. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for coming on the show. I do, of course, give you the chance to plug uh, what you've got going on, oh. which, of course... Well, you can you can go ahead and yeah, we do have a podcast. It's called Surf Memphis. We're, we're on, sober for that one. We're yeah, sometimes. And I don't. I've never well, even soup on that one. I've never eaten on that one. You know, it might become a new segment where we because I enjoyed eating the soup and describing it with you. But yeah, um, we could do it on our show. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, <laughs> but we're coming back. We hosted 119 strangers from we all did. over the world, and then closed our doors because. What a surprise. Letting 119 strangers <laughs> in your home might make you sick of other humans. <laughs> wow. What an experiment we ran. <laughs> so we've taken a break for a hot mo, but we're, we'll be back. We're about to dick around on some of our episodes and just put some content out there. And uh, actually, Mark is going to guest on our next, next episode. So, And yeah, if, if you want to send me a holiday gift, my cash app is Surf Memphis Pod. You yes. can uh, get me there. You can also do dollar sign CB Fizzle. Mm. That's my personal one. If you want to buy me some soup. Is that on Venmo? That's on Cash App. On Venmo, it's uh, (laughs) Seafully. Venmo, I am Carly Dash Bensavanga. (laughs) You know what? Just find me on Facebook. I've I've already got my debit card hooked up to Facebook Messenger, as Mark knows. Because Mark is a cheap ass and won't pay for an Uber if you split it with him. I I paid you that money on Facebook. Did you ever pay for the balloons? Aggressively, drunkenly, we're like, I am not paying you for that Uber. (laughs) <laughs> and then the, only in your your guilty sobriety did you do it. It's the point of requesting two dollars fifty two from a friend. Well, this is the thing though: is if I didn't request two dollars and fifty two cents from each of you, then it would suddenly be what seven fifty that I paid. Yeah, well, three. Yeah, versus I could have paid two fifty. All right. And as we all know, I'm in no position to not be hounding my friends for their portion <laughs> of the Uber. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. This is my- you should have us all the time. You should. Thanks. This is so much fun. Every 
30 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think every 30 episodes is All right. a good uh, Fair bring deal. Us back. Fair deal. Yeah. We'll, we'll Are, bring you back. Have we been on it the most out of anybody? Uh, technically, yes. Although only two of them were, were released. This one and the R- last I- one. P. Lonesome so, George and that episode are somewhere together. We can right release now. it. Dr. Heckle and Surf Memphis, the last episode. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for coming on the show. Thank and you so much. Course, Love you. Good, good night. <laughs>